the feel-good way to start your day. Woody and Tubes. said you were going to talk about something that happened. I know, but I, now I don't know if I can actually talk about it or not. Yeah, you can. No one's, <laughs> no one's listening. <laughs> I was going to say no one's going to call you on this if it happened years ago. Yeah, but it's not me. It's about Andrew O'Keefe. Well, is he listening? It was some inside knowledge. For deal or no deal? Yeah. What happened? Well. Go on, just yeah, tell me. I knew you do this. I knew you do this. The boss is away. Well, tell us at the end of the podcast. No. We had a massive show. Okay. It was all about population growth. It oh, in was all Tassie. In Tassie, mm-hmm. which is concerning. It was about, we also spoke with uh, one of the two Tasmanian brothers that are currently, they've fallen out over a flathead fish. It's yep. um, an incredibly petty story, yeah, if I'm being is. honest. Probably is. But, probably. You, yeah, I mean, see what you think, Hobart, and then we'd love to hear from you about it. Text. You can text anytime, 0488 We caught up with Pops about Southport's weather. Yeah, and also find out how you could score $400 cash. That's guaranteed to go off. And I feel like we might have spent a little bit too much time on Michael Clark's oh, love how life. did I forget that? Well, don't tell me that if you weren't in that park when Michael Clark had a falling out with Carl Stefanovic, Carl Stefanovic's wife, his wife's sister, and his ex, that you wouldn't have filmed that and sold that to the Daily Mail. I probably, I'm not very good with my phone getting it out quickly and getting the camera going. You know, you know how there's some people that yeah, just automatic just no. with that crap. You could have just said no. You know? <laughs> no is the yeah, answer. Okay. <laughs> Here it all is. It's triple M breakfast. Chilly out there today, Woods. Yeah, it is. I didn't read the weather and I wore a skirt, but that's okay. No, it's because not... I always pack in my duffel bag enough clothes for four seasons in one day. A puffer, but you got a puffer. I've in got there. a puffer. It's a lightweight puffer, though. It's not. It's not that cold. It's nineteen degrees, which is probably my optimum uh, operating temperature. <laughs> I reckon nineteen degrees, no wind, a little bit of cloud, perfect tubes conditions. <laughs> We've got a lot to cover off on. A topic that Tubes really doesn't care about, but that's true. is all over every newspaper, every morning show, is the Michael Clark versus Carl Stefanovic video. Oh, my God. It is... It is I, something I don't care about. I know you don't. <laughs> but we, we have got to touch base with Peter 44 before seven. We will. We will. I, it, I understand that there are people out there that do care. But no, but it's it's huge. Do you not find how significant this is? I think it's when just a couple s- of rich boys getting in a fight over a woman. Stupid play school type garbage. But I understand they're two the of the biggest. But you know the story behind it. Clark has no, been outed. Not really. I'm, as I'm being sure Forty will give us an update. A massive cheat. Surprise. Lying <laughs> to his current girlfriend, sleeping with his ex. Surprise. Telling one that he wants to, that they're their soulmate, telling the other that's a soulmate, and know. then swore on his daughter's life that he hadn't been having an affair. I don't know if you remember, but Simon Kadich, former Australian cricketer, once scruffed Michael Clark, scruffed him, and said, I will beat the out of you, something like that, a few years ago. And now, all of a sudden, everybody's realising that Michael Clark's a bit of a jerk. Clark has come out and taken full responsibility. Well, at least there's that. Well, we'll get all the After updates from 40. It. 
So you want me to run down like, the history? I've, like, I've got a whole page It here. sounds like we don't need 40. It sounds like you know exactly what's going on. I don't on. like people behaving Were you in badly. Noosa? Were you in Noosa a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> Must be nice. I, I, <laughs> I don't leave my home state. You know that. Yeah. I love it here. Uh the video is difficult to watch, though, if you if you haven't seen the video. It's a bit crook, isn't it? Because can I just give a really quick history? I know you don't care. No, no. Well, let's get to it. Carl Stefanovic yeah. is married. Breakfast, breakfast TV host. Well, yeah. If you have to explain Carl Stefanovic. He's on 60 Minutes. I'm just explaining for my <laughs> sister and Bernie. <laughs> Carl Stefanovic is married to... Go on. What's Wait, sorry, I've written it all down. Jasmine. How, how I thought you were going to say Carl Stefanovic is married to Jasmine. Michael Clark is dating Jasmine's sister, Jade, but was having sexy time still is with Pip Edwards. Is this home and away? was his ex. And whilst they're on Your... holiday in Noosa, he's been sending messages to his ex and had hooked up with his ex whilst he was with Jade. Jade finds out. She slaps him. No, you've him. lost me. I'm gone. That's pretty full I'm, I'm going to get the full uh. family tree. Off you a bit later. This this is this is a bit much. We'll do local headlines next, and then we'll come back to it. <laughs> Sounds good. This is Woody and Tubes. Tessa Randello from our Triple M Hobart newsroom is in the studio. Morning. <laughs> I was about to call you Ria, <laughs> our producer Ria, because we're talking about anyway doing a reenactment of the Michael Clark thing. We're not talking about You guys about haven't that. watched you, it. You are. I'm not interested. We're not in that. It What's yet. making <laughs> interested? What is making actual news, Tessa? So we're we're going to get a lot of people basically moving mm. to Tasmania. Another 75,000 people are estimated to be in Tasmania in the next 10 years. So the government's starting to plan how to accommodate those people. It's working um, on a report paper to figure out, you know, what we actually have the space for. Um, and... It's not pretty good because we're failing to meet some of the key indicators. That includes, obviously, housing, um, yeah. some of the traffic congestion, you know, all these issues that... Transport, health, education, health, all of that stuff. Every However, essential service. Yeah, yeah, all of our essential services are sort of failing at the moment. However, with more people comes more skilled workers, you would hope. Yes, and they're also that you've got some of the unions coming in being like, we should really start to get people who are young, who are skilled to yep. see if they want to live here permanently who come, you know, for holidays or for other reasons to come and stay because then we can build up those skills as the age also builds here in Tassie because we do have an ageing population too. We do. And it is a, it's a massive thing to, that they're going to have to try and figure out because you can't expand when the people you already have here you can't look after as a government. I, I mean. feel like I've known this about Tasmania since forever. Yeah. It is. the Look at it. Look out this window. I know that. It's You're always been... towards Mount Wellington, Kunani. It's beautiful. The main... Why wouldn't you want to be here? Mainlanders always used to bag us out, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, because they'd never been here. Yeah. But this is my problem. I don't want it to turn into like a Byron Bay. You know, with the Hemsworth come in and all the prices go up mm. even more and then your locals are priced I'd out of the market. I'd rather have Miley here than Liam oh, Hemsworth. No. <laughs> He's still banging on about Miley Cyrus's. <laughs> so you don't want me to talk about Clark. You're hashtag Miley for life. Of course you are, you 40-plus-year-old man. It's just bizarre. So we actually had a rescue of a dog by the SES on King Island, which is, it's a really wholesome story. I love it. It sounds, I'm not going to lie, it sounds a little bit cartoonish because <laughs> Brush, Brush, sorry, he's a six-year-old Scottish terrier. He fell down a cliff and he got 
wedged behind one of those trees that grows out of the side of the oh. um, cliff. What did you say his name was? Bush? Bu- brush. 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 What? Well, I... Oh, someone texted you. Got... Oh, Who's don't that? Don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> that We all know whose phone that is. That's not mine. It is yours. That is 100% yours. Who's it from? No, it's not. It's not it- mine. Where'd it come from then? I don't know. I don't have my phone. Absolute fit anyway, from you, Esther. Sorry about Esther. that. So, Brush, what happened? <laughs> he jumped off a cliff and the SES had to go and rescue him. Yeah, it took them like 45 minutes to, to get him because he was on. He was stuck on a tree on a cliff, cliff face. But oh. He's all okay. It's all like a good story, does but it dog, might have been very stressful. Does this yeah. dog need help? Do you need to go and help this dog, Woody? I'll help it. Don't you worry Do you, about that. Does he need an adult? An adult. You, an adult. <laughs> yeah. Well, probably don't send you. Ah, <laughs> oh, set myself up for that one, didn't I? I think, I think there's the, a. So the owner, the owner was calling out, brush, brush, brush. brush. Yeah. No wonder that dog doesn't come. <laughs> That's a terrible name for a dog. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff you can expect today. <laughs> Mayhem. It's Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Cheese. Thank you, Tessa. Thank you. It's Triple M Breakfast. Peter Forty Four, Australia's number one entertainment reporter, joining us. After that video that has gone viral of Michael Clark. That I don't care about. I know you don't care. I've got the transcript for you of the video. Okay. You, I, you don't have to read it all out, but I'll tell you what, there's ex- some expletives that Michael Clark uses okay. towards Carl Stefanovic. He basically some... got pant- caught with his pants down, two timing Carl's wife's sister. Carl's wife's sister. Yeah. So. Jade is Michael Clark's girlfriend. Who's the sister of Carl Stefanovic's wife. Right. So they're all holidaying together. Are they all friends? They well, were. the two sisters obviously are, but is Michael and Carl They've friends? They've been best mates for years. Carl and Michael Clark? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Pip Edwards has released a statement. I don't even know who that is. Who's Pip Edwards? Oh, she's the girlfriend that Michael Clark was This is dramatic. This- with, but she didn't realise that Michael Clark was in another relationship. I might have to. She's come out and slammed. So we've got. Clark. I'm just going to do a little family tree on my notepad here. So Clark's, we've got Michael. Yeah. We've got uh, Jade. They're in Michael and Jade. Yes. And then we've got Carl, and who's the other one? Jasmine, his Pip. wife. Jasmine, right? And they are sisters. Jasmine and Jade are sisters. They're connected. Michael and Carl are not friends. They are friends. There's another woman called Pip. Yeah, Pip She's Pip on would, the side. She's a fashion designer. Former partner of Michael Clark. Yes. But and he has Carl been... Carl used to be her husband, Pip. No, Carl's got nothing to do with okay, Pip Okay, so Edwards. we'll... T- Carl, minus Carl. Carl actually was very refrained, but Carl so is obviously frustrated got, because he, Michael Clark's upset his sister-in-law. In two brackets, I've got uh, Michael plus Jade... You're doing this on purpose. ...plus... Carl plus Jasmine minus Carl plus Pip equals dross. Absolute dross. <laughs> this is Woody and Tubes. Got a man that pushed a peanut up a massive mountain with his nose, broke a record. That's not news. Ended up in hospital for attempting to bottle and sell her bodily gas. <laughs> That's not news. No, wait, I'm not finished. <laughs> A woman faked a pregnancy and made up a partner to bag maternity leave. What? Tell you what, I wouldn't have even thought of doing that. This is poor form. A woman allegedly faked being pregnant in order to get paid leave from her $100,000 a year job. 
She told her bosses she was expecting a baby with her fake partner. This is so low. This and is low. Even got them to agree to arrange 265 hours of paid time off for her before one of her co-workers noticed something suspicious. The co-worker reportedly saw the 43-year-old's baby bump come away from her body. So she was wearing oh, so a prosthetic. Wearing, yeah, right. So she was, <laughs> this is pretty poor for So it was growing over time, but it was a prosthetic. I had some friends here saying that they were going to create a fake child so that they could... <gasps> that they could have time off, like get a photo of a kid, put it on their desk and say, I've got to go and pick up my kid from school because there were people in the office who were going to do that stuff. I, I think that is such garbage. Oh, I you've think, never oh, done an, a dead auntie or something? Back when I was young and stupid, you maybe. See, but like, No, like I'm you, just I saying. I knew you'd be one of those. What, what I'm saying is, though, that particularly for mums who are going back to work and stuff after having a child or people out there that are trying to have a baby. This is low. Well, she got busted. Is, yeah, good. That's what makes it funny. Give, give her the sack. Because she's wearing a fake... Sack this woman. A fake baby bump yeah. that isn't even realistic looking and moves from side to side. So she got busted. This is low. She should be fired. When it came away, the bosses had to do an investigation where they discovered that she you. had been wearing a prosthetic Here's baby bump. the investigation. Bump. Excuse me. What's that on your shirt? <laughs> It's a pillow. It's a pillow. It's just, this is low. This woman should have got the sack. That's so low. You know the reverse thing happens to me. People ask me if I'm pregnant. And I'm like, nah, that's just a bucket of cheese. <laughs> yeah. This, this. I once had a mate who invented an auntie just to kill her off. I, I'm not kidding you. I once played cricket. When I was about 18, I'd driven back. So I was living in Hobart, going to university. I was 18. I drove back to Burnie to play with my cricket team up there. And I went out. I opened the batting. We won the toss. We elected the bat. Went out, opened the batting, nicked off, got a golden duck, and thought to myself, I don't want to spend 50 overs fielding and 50 overs sitting here on the sideline. My nan might have, might have cooked it. <laughs> She might be sick. That's the only oh, time I've done it because I was so is... mad that I'd driven three and a half, four hours to play a stupid game of cricket and nicked off on the first ball of the first over. And I, I... Don't they call that a pantsing? Look, it was just, it was just classic tubes. <laughs> I just want to do a quick shout-out to a young businessman whose name is Archie and Harry... Two boys doing the bread run in Howrah using Wendy's bread and Richmond milk. They're doing the bread and milk run all across Howrah using the wicked cheese milk from Richmond. Unreal. What do you mean, though? Like, they drop it off at your door? Yeah. So they've like got... Like the olden days? Yeah. So Archie, I think he's about 12. With, like, the... Like, where you used to... They used to give you glass bottles yeah. and you'd leave the bottles out the next day and then they'd fill them up. Very similar to that. Oh, He's doing so they deliver bread My and milk in all across Howrah. Hello to Archie and Harry who have sent a text through on 0488881073. Good on you boys. I Wonderful love work. That. Hi Craig. Craig, what are you doing today? Where are you off to? Oh, I'm off to do some stuff with the grandkids. Oh, love gee, it. Man. Would love you like it. a double pass to go to the party, formerly known as FOMO? I would love to. Well, I could value. see you there. A double pass valued at over $120 is all yours, Craig. 
On the line right now to break things down entertainment-wise is Peter Forty Ford. Morning, Forty. Oh, good morning. Oh, my God. When we thought the most shocking thing we were going to see this week was Molly Meldrum's buttocks, <laughs> and along comes Michael Clark and Carl Stefanovic, and they say, hold my beer. So it's unbelievable. Oh, my God. What did you think when you saw this video come out uh, yesterday? Well, I, I part, of me, part of me found it very funny and yeah. part of me found it very sad because you know, there's a, a woman there who's clearly very distressed. Um, and this is, I guess, the price of celebrity because, you know, had that vision not existed, I don't think the story would have even appeared in the paper. You know, it's all about the vision. I don't know there's even anything we can play because by the time you take all the swear words out, <laughs> it's just one long beep, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's like a scene out of House Eyes. Remember oh, that show that was on TV? <laughs> it is so – I exactly the same. I was watching that horrified, that that clip. Tubes, I've been trying to break it down to him because he says he doesn't care. No, But Tubes, can you give the recap? I'll give you the recap. For anyone uh, that doesn't – isn't up to speed. Michael and Jade are together and Carl and Jasmine are together. Jasmine and Jade are sisters. Michael has an ex called Pip that Jade has been told Michael is back with. Carl's got nothing to do with it. Uh, and it's all just a one big dross session. It's just absolute garbage. I, I, I don't really care about it, 40, but I apparently do. it's big news. Well, it's all playing out in a park and someone yeah. got out their iPhone and filmed it. And next thing it ends up, you know, is a massive story. I don't know how, how much space the Mercury are giving it, but in Sydney, it's the front page of the Telegraph and then four pages inside. So, I mean, that's pretty big. But the one thing that I think is really damning for Michael Clark. And, you know, Michael Clark's a fairly polarising figure anyway. But there's one, if you've got to listen to it very carefully, because the audio is not so clear, but twice he says, on my daughter's life, I swear it's yeah. not true. Yeah. And, you know, that, and now suddenly he more or less is indicating it was true. And that's the card. You can't pull that card out unless you absolutely mean it. To yeah. use that line on my daughter's life, that's ooh, that's bad juju. 40, you're so right. That is what made me feel sick. Uh, the video itself is really confronting because from my understanding, uh, Jade has spoken with Pip Edwards, Michael Clark's ex, and she has confirmed that they were still sleeping together. And she feels like she was hard done by too with Pip. And then Clark, yeah, he came out and he said, I fully own this and I'm the only one at fault. But to say that on your daughter's life, that really yeah. says something of your character, doesn't it? It does, absolutely. And look, there's a bit of vagueness about the dates. Like this, this night it was December the 17th, but I'm told there's some question mark about whether Michael and Jade might have even been on a break, like Ross and Rachel in Friends. And so he might have felt that he was, you know, entitled to do what he wanted to do and go where he wanted to go. But either way, it doesn't really alter the fact that this is a very ugly altercation that's, you know, now for the whole country to see. Well, the woman that apparently tubes that uh, uh, Michael Clark was sleeping with again, his ex-girlfriend, she said, Pip Edwards, this is not my circus. Yet again, Michael in his true nature has not taken responsibility for his actions and I was blatantly lied to. Yeah. Yeah, so she's indicating that he said to her, you know, I'm a free agent, you know, let's get together. I'm not with Jade anymore. So, oh, my God, it's just unbelievable. But uh, it's (laughs) it's ugly. It's a soap opera, 40. We really appreciate your time, 40. Thanks so much.
see you. Bye. Can I just ask quickly, Forty? Sorry, Tubes. Yeah? Where does Michael Clark go to from here, though? Like, what? what well, what can you know happen? He's doing radio in Sydney now. Yeah. So, like, presumably he's on air this morning, unless he has the morning off, and you think he's going to have to address it at some point. So, yeah. um, I don't know. Look, Michael Clark. I, I don't know whether it's going to destroy his reputation, because I'm not sure he's a hugely popular person anyway, but uh, as you mentioned, those lines, you know, that's where people think, ooh, a bad person would use that line if it wasn't true. Thank you, Peter4040. We'll be keeping us updated. Nothing frustrates me more, Tubes, than when people waste other people's time and their life and their emotions and their investment. It really gives me the shit. I'm a little worried that we've just done that (laughs) with all of our listeners, because this story is absolute garbage. It's Triple M. (laughs) This is Woody and Tubes. Yeah, well, the Hobart Hurricanes travelled to Perth and took on the top of the table Perth Scorchers. When I say top of the table, they were second. They're now top of the table because they gave us a bit of a shellacking, Woods. They chased down a target of 147 with 15 balls to spare in a performance by the Hobart Hurricanes that was a little substandard. I I get frustrated because I want them to do well and I think our team on paper is a very, very good team. But our batters are just getting to that point where they're just not getting enough runs, not setting enough for our bowlers to bowl at. Too many early wickets. Caleb Jewell went for eight. Ben McDermott went for seven. Matty Wade went for a duck. That meant Zach Crawley and Tim David had a lot of work to do. And then a few shots were played that were just a little average at best. And Aaron Hardy came out for the Scorchers and absolutely smacked our bowlers around. 90 runs off just 62 balls. He put on a massive partnership with Josh Inglis, who scored 53 off 35. The only positive to come out of the game was the bowling of Paddy Dooley. One wicket for 20 off his four overs. Unfortunately, it looks like Paddy Dooley might have hurt his groin. But I'd love to see the the boys get a win away. The the next game's against the Brisbane Heat. Then we've got the Sydney Sixers at home. We must win at least one of those games to guarantee ourselves a spot in the finals. And then we've got... I think we're playing... The stars, or the I don't know, one of the teams up at up in University of Tasmania Stadium, but just a little frustrating and a little upsetting because I would have loved to have seen them with a bit of fight. We did beat the Perth Scorchers earlier in the year at home, but our, our travelling standards are a little average at best. So hopefully the boys bounce back against the Brisbane Heat, Woody. But what a match it'll be to see. In Tassie. Yep, at Blunston Arena on Monday night yeah. against the Sydney Sixers. The boys, Everything's on the line. Boys play well at home, and we're giving away tickets to the Big Bash. Good morning to Brendan in Brighton. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good yourself? We're yeah, flying. Good. You uh, want some tickets? Mate, I love to, to five, mate. Us two and three grandkids would be brilliant. Oh, Just take them Monday. Awesome. You've Sounds got good. it. Done. And we'll give you a merch pack as well yeah. for the kids. Well done, Brendan. Danielle and Tribuna, good morning, Danielle. How are you? We're flying at the moment, Danielle. You want a couple of tickets to go to the Big Bash? Yes, that'd be excellent. Thank you. How who, many? Who, no, two, please. Who are you going to take? Um, my partner. Brilliant. <laughs> Done. Tick. See you there on Monday. Dylan in Brighton. Good morning, Dylan. G'day, mate. How you going? We're flying, Dylan. What are you doing today? 
Uh, just going to put a uh, bit of fashion gunner up roofing today. Roofing today? Roofing. Yeah. He's a roofer. If you, if you are down at Eagle Hawk, my roof's leaking. No. <laughs> I call it the pool room. <laughs> you do. Every time it rains, How it many rains. tickets do you want, Dylan? Not his silence. He's not going to come, is he? How many tickets <laughs> do you want, Dylan? Uh, four if you've got them. Who are you going to take, Dylan? Who are you going to take, mate? Uh, probably the missus and my mate and his missus, probably. Oh, a little, little... You know what's really little, nice? All these families getting along, unlike yeah. Prince Harry's. Beautiful. You okay. got them, Dylan. And Judy and Harrow, how many tickets do you need? Five. Five? Who are you <laughs> taking? Family. Got it. See? Family. Easy. Easy. If Prince Harry had four tickets, who would he take? Oh, he wouldn't be taking anyone. I want to shout out really quickly, Woods, yeah. to one of my friends all the way down in Southport. I've got two new friends in Southport. Yeah. They're going to do, I think they're going to do a weather uh, weather report for me. Hello to Mrs. B and Pops, they call him down there, Tony. We went down to visit with the kids. My partner, Erin, and I took the kids down to Southport for the first time ever. Oh. I've been down there. It's beautiful down there. Isn't it? I want to do something on this is when you, because I travelled this Christmas within Tassie because I love Tassie and I grew here. Yeah. But sometimes you don't travel within your own backyard, but I think since COVID we're all doing that a bit more. <laughs> but don't you think? Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. But I found an incredible place too, which yep. is the Denali Hut. Oh, yeah. And it was it's a gin tasting and it's right on the beach. I drive past it every week. And I stopped in there, and it's gorgeous. Beautiful joint, beautiful joint. Well, my favourite place now that I'm going regularly, if Tony and Mrs B will have me, and the kids, and Erin, will take them all down, is Southport. I want to get a weather report. It's Triple M Breakfast. Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Text chat. Love getting a text on 0488881073 about absolutely anything, anytime. I'll say that line. People have gone crook at me about how fast I say it. So I'll say the text line very slowly. 048881073. David's text in. Tube, should the Jack Jumpers stop playing games in Launceston? They've lost three out of four there now. Cheers, David. No, I, I think doing the right thing by the Tasmanian community for a Tasmanian state team is the right thing to do. Go up there and play a few games. Why not? What was great last year when we went to one of the finals tubes was we broadcast from one of them was, I know it would suck if you were in it, but you could see the line of cars that were just waiting to get into my state bank. People had come from all over the state and it feels as though the Jackies is really unified this state. They do it very, very well. I think cricket and basketball do it very, very well about unifying the state as far as support around their Tasmanian state teams. Cricket do it well, basketball do it well. I think the AFL have got a little bit of work to do, but that's okay. I think given that they've got haven't got a state team, that's why the AFL may struggle a little bit. There's definitely a resurgence in basketball as well. For sure, for sure. I don't think they should stop playing there, David, is my answer to that. We're getting a lot of feedback on should the ball kids get paid, Woody. Oh, well... This is off the back of the Australian Open not paying their ball kids, whereas they get paid in the US, they you know get how paid in Wimbledon. You know how I feel. You don't want them to get kids, paid. You think it's... Kids want to get paid for everything these days. They wash a window. I want five bucks. And may wash I, ta- I don't have kids, by the way. Disagree. But I do utilise other people's this kids. This isn't... This is not a charity. This oh, isn't Rotary. But it's an this isn't Vinny. This isn't the Salvation they Army. Sideline to people like doesn't, Nadal. Doesn't that Kyrgios, that'd that's be scary. Fine. There's a, 
there's a lot of people that want to do that job. I think they should get, even if it's a minimum wage, whatever, they should be getting something for it. Obviously, they get they get the experience. Absolutely. Kim has texted in. They know it's not a paid job when they apply. They apply to be volunteers, as do many people. They obviously apply for the experience and want to be involved. Teaching kids the importance of volunteering and the reward that comes with it is an important lesson in life. Is it any wonder volunteers, volunteer organisations are struggling to get helpers? Kim, a very valid point. It is a really good point. It's a very good point. However, I think that our volunteers need to be doing things for community service, not the Australian International uh, Tennis what? Open. Do you know there has been tennis champions that have come from being ball kids? Don't care. Oh. They can. That's fine. That I, I just think that this is the Australian Open that has millions of dollars in oh. prize money. Shell a few dollars out for the ball kids that are doing great They're work a- and make it a lucrative job and then require the kids to do some... Lo- and I'm sure these kids are, these ball kids are doing local community service volunteering as well. They have got these the kids. best seats in the house to the biggest do. matches in the world. They're working And though. the only time they should get money is danger money. No. When they may be sidelined with someone like a Williams sister. No. They I like disagree. to get a bit cranky at the ball kids. Uh, Amanda has texted in, yes, each game they should be paid their wage. Each, Sorry. Yes, each game played, their wage should come from the players. A golfer pays his caddy. Very valid point, Amanda. Anyway, you can text us 0488881073 about absolutely anything, anytime. It's Triple M Breakfast. Tessa Randello from our Triple M newsroom is in the studio. What's making news, Tessa? Um, so the population is making a lot of news around Tasmania because we're going to see a massive influx of people, a lot of them moving to the state because it's actually been revealed that our um, new people being <laughs> born here in Tassie is actually dropping um, slowly over the years. So it's a lot of people who are keen to move here, but a new report's just come out showing, you know, the state is not ready on a lot of those um, key indicators, things like housing, roads, um, health, all those things that you need. Education, any essential <laughs> service you could think of, the police, of everything. Course. Fire is, it, it's it's a it's an entire system under strain. And I know they're thinking 75,000 in a decade. We were talking about this earlier and Tubes did make the point that perhaps with that growth will come more skilled workers in those well, areas. Ho- hopefully more skilled workers, hopefully more uh, influx into the economy, of course. Obviously, people that are here will be spending dollars. So mm-hmm. hopefully that means more investment in these things, of course. But if we know that it's happening, that planning has to happen Well, you now. can't rely on it, can you? You, you can't no. rely that there's going to be those type of workers here. And it, it frustrates me because in this state, you've really got to look after your backyard, your own backyard first. Yep. We've got people living on the streets. We've got people that can't afford to eat or are suffering from food insecurity. Even UTAS teachers and lecturers are suffering by that. So there's so many things that need to be in place, as you said, Chews, and probably really a decade ago. And Transport? I guess, I guess the good news is that we are having this conversation at least and hopefully those that are in power are making inroads into how we can successfully embrace the 75,000 people over the next decade. Yeah, and I just don't want it to turn out like Byron. Like, don't, I don't want to be filled with <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to come Hemsworths here? Look at it. Because no, they push up all the prices and... Well, no, hopefully, I mean, like, hopefully we just see more investment in some of those like slightly outside suburbs and see, you know, more healthcare schools and places like Sorel. Yes, true. Absolutely. <laughs>
Some good news for us, Tessa. Some great news. Um, so Parks Beach is going to be the first one in the state. It's already happened. It's got a um, permanent ramp for people who are in wheelchairs. Brilliant. So it just makes it way more accessible, way easier for them to to basically have a day at the beach like people who are able to walk on their own two Absol- legs can. Absolutely. And isn't it shocking that this hasn't already happened or been implemented? It's a surprise that it's the first in the state, honestly. Yeah. Well, I do know they were doing one down at Pirates Bay at Eagle Hawk Neck, and I thought it was a jetty. I don't know if they ran out of money, but they've just stopped it and there's a massive drop. And like, this isn't – I mean, I'm looking into that at the oh, moment. No. Oh, it's, oh, I don't know what's happened. But you look at – and so I'm really happy that this is actually – that they've fulfilled what they're supposed to do by building and, that ramp. And it is a very popular beach, Parks Beach down, Parch, Parks Beach down at Dodgers Ferry. So yeah. fantastic news for our f- friends with disabilities that can go down there to Parks Beach and get access with the wheelchairs. And hopefully it's just the first of many, 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 because uh, we are very lucky to be surrounded by so many amazing beaches. We certainly are. Tessa Randello from the Triple M Newsroom. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Woody and Tubes. Coming up, two Tasmanian brothers at war over a fish. It's an <laughs> unbelievable story. If you thought Prince William and Prince Harry's fallout was big, this is huge. And it happened here in Tassie. Right now, we've done a stock take. Story close to my heart. (laughs) We've got over $1,000 worth of Mona Foma tickets to give away. Right now, though, it is Mona Foma tickets for the party Sunday. Yeah, formerly known as FOMO, the big party at the end of Mona Foma. Enjoy late nights of pleasure, play and freedom. You can expect DJs, dance, karaoke portals, art interventions. It's going to be massive, featuring Suze, EO, House Mum, Holly, etc., (laughs) <laughs> That's not me saying Holly, etc. Holly, etc. is the name of <laughs> the artist. Aquenta, Solomon Frank, Liam Gale, Imbri, and Mummy Plastic. And Damo and Glenorchy's giving us a call. Good morning, Damo. Uh, good morning, guys. How are we? You got siblings? Sorry? Have you got siblings? I do. Yeah. Have you ever had fights with them? Oh, I've had lots of fights with them in the past. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's quite dangerous growing up with siblings, isn't it? Yeah. Well, especially when you're the youngest. Oh, I am. You got bullied a bit, Damo. Hey, Damo, we got a double pass to Mona Foma. I know what. I could talk about what's happened in Damo's. Your brothers popped you on a donkey and slapped its backside. And I no, that wasn't the only thing. I'm still going through therapy. They made you eat um, rice and told you it was maggots. Yeah, they used to for 10, 15 years. I thought (laughs) thought rice was dead maggots. Damo's got a double pass. Brooke in Margate, you want to go to the party for Mona Foma? I'd love to. Thank you. Did you have siblings growing up? So, yes, I had two sisters and a brother. Yeah. Did you used to box on with them, Brooke? Didn't no, make no good. a sense of it. <laughs> Alan in Glenorchy, you want to double past the Mona Foma, the party? That'd be fantastic. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Just You've like got that. it. Well done. Just like Thank that. Thank you very much. I'm still trying to get some calls on my siblings. Did you have problems with your siblings growing up? No, I haven't actually. Oh, my God. Jeez, how did you get How did you get into a family of those? It's called Happy Family. Well, I had an older sister and a younger sister, so I was in the middle, so that worked out pretty well. Yeah. You know, I always wanted an older sister or a, and a younger sister. The younger sister, then I could protect her and make sure she was okay, and the older sister could bring her friends around. Oh, <laughs> oh God. That now, is sick. <laughs> I think Alan had something else to say. How are we going today? What were you saying there, Alan? 
I said, now you're talking. I got cut off there somewhere. Yeah, no, that was me. Sorry. I think, Alan, maybe because you were in the middle, you were the troublemaker there, mate. Good on you, Alan. You've got a double pass to the party for Monofoma. All your information is available at monofoma.net.au. What else my two older brothers did, Tubes, was they I'd be on one side of the table, tennis table, and they would just smack balls at me. And so I ended up being quite quick with reflexing. Both of them. Multiple balls at once. Good at it's Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Up Leaving next, that, that incredible story of two Tasmanian brothers in the fallout over a flathead fish. If you thought the fallout between Prince William and Prince Harry was bad, you have not yet heard the story of two Tasmanian brothers that had a falling out over a fish. Oh, well, I'm not sure that we need this. Yes, we do. When because I- it's all producer Rare and I have heard about this morning. No, no. You are so passionate... No, I'm not. You are so this cranky. Went up to the East Coast with my dad and my uncle. Uncle Larry's got a place up in Orford. We yeah. went up there with me, Uncle Larry, his son Greg, my dad and my brother Dan. Went up there as a Taylor Boys weekend. So we popped up there to Orford. Uncle Larry said, let's go fishing, fellas. So he's got a little boat, so only three at a time. So Uncle Larry's the captain of the boat. We go out, me and Sorry, my brother Dan. It doesn't have the. It, I don't want to. I don't want to minimise what's happened yeah, to I'm you. Just put so it in there, right? um, So we go out fishing, mm. it, just out off Mariah Island. There, a little mm. bit rocky out there, but it's okay. We drop a line in. We're starting to catch a few flathead. Great after, great morning on the water. And I look at my brother and I thought to myself, why is he standing up? I'm on one side of the boat, he's on the other side he's of the boat. He's quite clumsy, isn't he? Uh, he's a little bit unco. Like, he's talented <laughs> as far as sports go, but I he's a little bit uncoordinated, a little bit unco. Clumsy and I thought, is a more politically correct He starts term. whining in a flathead and the rod's bent over and he's whining it in, whining it in. And I thought to myself, I'm just looking at him and I'm sitting on the side of the boat with my rod in the water. And I thought, here we go. And he pulled in this flathead and it swings around and smacks me fair in the calf. And... The spikes on the back gills of the flathead dig straight into my calf into almost like a perfect little snake bite. Yeah, it sounds two traumatic. Little, two little prongs. So I'm starting to bleed because two they've little got prongs. size of pricks. Yeah, two little pricks jumped into me. And the fish prongs have anticoagulant in there to, to make sure that the bleed, uh. you bleed. So I'm bleeding flat out. And yeah. I look at my brother and he just goes, did I just get you with that fish? I went, yeah, mate. You've hit me with the fish prongs. And okay. he's like... Okay, well, why didn't you get out of the way? Where was I going to go? I'm sitting on the side of the boat. What's he want me to do? Jump in? I'm bleeding, mate. I'm going to jump in the, into a shark sanctuary <laughs> with, your with two blood, little blood coming out of me. Coming out of your two little pricks. Yeah, two little pricks. So I look at him and he goes, well, why didn't you get out of the way? I said, mate, Jeez. just say sorry. This is full on, yeah. And so it's then Uncle Larry goes... Starts laughing. I'm like, mate, I'm bleeding. He goes. Uh. He starts laughing. He said, "I'll get your band aid because he's all he's got fish guts all over yeah. him." He goes into the first aid kit, mm. pulls with out a band aid with his fish gut fingers, mm. drops to help it you on your two little pricks. And because we had to push the boat yeah. in, my legs were all wet. Oh god! So wet he puts and the, he puts this oh, tiny yeah. little band aid on me, and it just sticks up mm. on the hairs because my skin's too wet for yeah. the band aid to stick. Yeah, I understand and I'm just bleeding. I'm, Doesn't I'm, have waterproof band-aids on the boat? Well, they were, but they're not They're not any good. Aren't they? I'm just bleeding everywhere. Then we take the boat in. You're still bleeding. Uncle Larry, Uncle Larry goes, okay, we're going to pull the boat up onto the beach so that Dad and Greg can get in the boat. That's my dad and my cousin. Next thing you know, Larry's pushing the boat in and he goes, okay, tubes, in you get. 
And I'm like, mate, I'm bleeding everywhere. Yeah. I'm not jumping into this shark-infested well, water. sharks could come and get you in a metre's worth smell, of water. They, but they smell blood. Bench they them. smell blood. Yeah, but you know you do realise that they can't get you when it's only a metre deep. Oh, look, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so, you've, my, you're, so, let still, me just, so you've got fish fingers... Guts. Guts attached to I'm the band-aid. I'm just waiting for... That's then been put onto your leg, which hasn't stuck properly. So your two little pricks that you got from the fish are still bleeding still out. Still bleeding. And, I, and, yeah, I've still got... You Far can see out. them there. Two little pricks still still in my calf there. Uh, I'm still waiting for the apology. So I'm going to change Dan's name oh, in my phone. Oh, sorry. Oh, there you still go. going. I fought off to the spare. Sofa. He's still right. going, everyone. Off. No, Triple please. I really is done. want to see the end of this. Is <laughs> it's done. You got two done. pricks. My brother. How you know who the biggest prick is? You know who the biggest prick is? My brother. <laughs> Three little pricks. Still, still waiting for an apology. It's Triple M Breakfast. Our state's best on show. Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Tazzy Trivia. Powered by Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. Yes, we've got a carryover champ who's come in, and I feel like he's a reckless renegade. Mark <laughs> from Mount Rumley. Yeah. Good morning, Mark. <laughs> Good morning, too. He Good has morning, risked. Woody. Good morning. He has risked the money three days this week, which means he's now playing for three hundred dollars. Unbelievable stuff, Mark. Can you test your buzzer? Make sure that's working. Mark. Mark. Well done. Okay, and. You will be playing, Mark. Ken from Hobart. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, all. How are you feeling, Ken? Oh, I'm not very confident against the champ. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love it. Well, oh, Ken. I'm nervous. Look, to be honest, uh, Mark fell uh, backwards into three hundred into his chance for three hundred bucks yesterday. <laughs> it was, I can't remember. Very anyway, true. It was it was an interesting competition. Anyway, three questions here, all on Tassie trivia. Thanks to Creative. Modular homes, fast, fabulous, affordable. Buzz in when you know the answer. Your they buzz- are all multiple choice. Your name is your buzzer. Yeah. Can you test yours, Ken? Ken. Beautiful. Nice. All right, here we go. Question number one. What is the real name of the small, flightless Tasmanian bird people call the turbo chook? Is it A, Mark. Na- oh, Mark, Ooh. early. Native hen. Oh, Mark. Off to a flyer. Question number two. As of, this is multiple choice, you can buzz in if you know the answer, as of December 2021, how many residents does Tasmania have? Is it A, 569,825, or B, 392,000? Mark. Ken. Or Mark. A. Oh, my. This is incredible. Oh, Mark. Three days in a row, you've risked the $100 each day to make it 300 the question wow. is, Mark, do you want to come back for 400 tomorrow? I'd like to, but my wife says I, it's probably not such a great idea. <laughs> well, you happy wife, happy life, Mark. I reckon you take the 300 bucks and run. I think I'm going to have to. Oh, thanks to Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. $300 in your pocket, Mark. What are you going to do with the cash? Take my wife out. <laughs> Treat yourself too, Mark. Don't forget that. <laughs> this is Woody and Tubes. You won't believe it. You just, you can't write this stuff. We've just had Tassie trivia thanks to Creative Modular Homes, fast, fabulous, affordable. And Mark from Mount Romney was walking away with $300 cash after winning not once, not twice, but the third time. That's right. You can either choose to take the $100 or risk it 
for an extra 100 each day. So that's what he's won three days in a row, 300 bucks. You said, Mark, you've called back. You said that your wife specifically said if you won $300, you were to take it. He's gone. Oh, he's that's just... what I mean. You can't write this stuff. What's going on? Anyway, Mark's given us a call. He Mark. said... Mark's given us a call back, and what's happened is he rang his wife and said, oh, I've won 300 bucks," and she said, why didn't you risk it for 400 So he's coming back tomorrow to risk for $400 oh, cash. You know what happens, though? The carryover champ, Mark, is coming back for $400 cash tomorrow in Tassie Trivia. Sensational stuff from Mark. Risky, rolling the dice on 400 bucks. I, I couldn't do it, Woods. <laughs> what? Oh, no, just, is he there now? I mean, this is live I mean, radio at its best. Hey, Mark, you're coming back for 400 bucks? <laughs> yeah, I am. Yep. That's loose, that's loose behaviour, Mark. Where were you? Were you on the line to your wife? No, I could hear you guys, but oh. um, I did have a chat to the wife and she's been overruled and coming back. Uh, overruled by yourself? <laughs> God, I hope for you. I really, really I like hope you, for Mark. you, Mark, I that like you, you win Mark. because... <laughs> I like you, Mark. You're a you loose sure? unit. You're a loose unit. It's your last chance to pull out. No, I mean. He's in for 400 bucks tomorrow on Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. We want you to discover the world of listener for the chance to win cash. We've got $100 to give away right now, Woody. All you have to do is go to listener, L-I-S-T-N-R, and search Spotlight in Tasmania. Listen to the latest episode of Tasmanian Everything in Tassie under 10 and answer this question. Which East Coast town is hosting a boutique festival at the end of this month? Give us a call right now, one triple three five three, and we'll give you a hundred bucks. There's so many great things up there on the listener app woods. Yeah, and it is definitely a spotlight on Tasmania. It's stuff that you won't hear on air here that uh, go a little bit longer. We support so many local businesses, local events, but also Tassie people yep. and Tassie history. It, they're incredible episodes. And everything in Tassie under 10 is fantastic too to figure out exactly what events and festivals are happening, all sorts of stuff on the Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. And Scott and Dromedary has given us a call. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, mate. How you going? Good, thanks. Which East Coast town is hosting a boutique festival at the end of this month? Uh, Trivana, mate. There oh, you go, well Scotty. Done to you. The money's all yours, just like that. All you have to do is go and open your listener app and start enjoying a world of audio and win with Hobart's Triple M. Just listen out to Vicky and Justin for the get question for tomorrow's spotlight on Tasmania. Yeah, we'll give you about 24 hours to find it to yeah. have a bit of a listen. So that will be coming up after nine. And then about this time every day, we give you the chance to answer that question to score 100 bucks. All right, then, tell all us right. what happened with uh... Andrew O'Keefe. Yeah. Well, we were talking about this is how I got onto it. This is how we got onto it. This is how you've got me into um, trouble. Trouble is because someone filmed Michael Clark having a fallout with yep. his girlfriend because yep. he's been busted cheating. There's so you would have heard it in the podcast. There's a lot going on with that. Yep. And it got me thinking about people that take videos and then sell it to the Daily Telegraph. And someone that I know, I'm just going to use allegedly, yep. was on Deal or No Deal. And after Deal or No Deal, they won the big one. The yeah, big okay. amount, big allegedly. Amount. Yep. Anyway, the one that big amount and old O'Keefe has allegedly said, let's go and have a celebration. So they went and had a celebration and O'Keefe allegedly had had a couple and he was a bit not being able to walk in a straight line. Yeah, okay. And there was a video of it that right. someone took yes. and someone sent it to the Daily Mail. So right. allegedly that video was paid for. Okay. What happens is when you win money on a game show, allegedly, 
um, you sign something that says you won't receive the money unless that episode goes to air. Oh, that episode never went to so air. So the episode never went to air because the video showed O'Keefe with the person that had won the money and they never got the money. See, uh, is that going to get me in trouble? No. I don't know whether I should have said that or not. Well, it's all alleged. Well, it's like, allegedly. All, I don't know that the, I could have said allegedly about, anymore. This is the thing about gossip. You what? just never know what's true. Yeah. Do, Bria, am I going to get myself in trouble? She wasn't even listening. She's got her hands in the air. <laughs> she doesn't care. You're all distancing and yourself. neither do I. We'll catch you tomorrow. Woody and Tubes. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the Listener app. It's Triple M Breakfast.